The car you drive every day should be fun. But it has to do the boring stuff too, like commute, be affordable, and haul your groceries. You can have both, and we'll help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Today. Here we are on Skype with a guy that needs no introduction. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. We're really, really happy to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Man, this is, this is great because we've been on your podcast a number of times, and yes. uh, you've been gracious to have us there when we're in California. But here we are. Todd and I are in Utah, and Matt's, of course, in California, and we're Skyped in. Of course, you can't see us, but, uh, yeah, we just wanted to have you on and, and chat. There's so much going on. It's just we look the same, and it's not that interesting. The video of this would not be as nearly as riveting as people might imagine, but it is more than more than overdue for us to have Matt on. So thanks for being here, Matt. I am happy to do it. Yeah, it's good. No, no problem at all. What you guys up to in Utah? Getting snowed on? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Biggest snow year we've had in years. I know. Actually, didn't they close Mammoth for a while? You went up there, didn't you? I was there the day after it opened. It was sick. The snow oh, was yeah. amazing. The snow was incredible. I got we got some snow tires on the Macan. And okay. uh, and uh, Michelin Alpine, uh, Michelin Latitude Alpine tires, huh. and you know, Maca- Porsche Macan in the snow uh, no on the kidding. right tires was a beast. It was great. Nice. I'm sure. Yeah. Nice. Are you a skier or a boarder? I just went back to skiing after 25 okay. years of snowboarding. I switched okay, when wow. I was a kid, and now I'm an old man, and my body is just beat. And <laughs> and uh, and now I can uh, going back to skiing. It's, it's fun, man. Skiing is, is really fun again after 25 years. I ski like a, like I'm 12. Like I picked up exactly where I left off 20 years <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but funny. it's good. And actually, you know, it's crazy. I I just went to Mammoth, and you know who was with me is uh, Mr. Regular. Brian, okay, from no, regular yeah. car reviews. I mean, yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever considered going skiing with the regular car reviews guy? Like, no, <laughs> like no one's ever had that thought before. That, that's the and first time that sentence has actually been said. Yeah, keep going. No, I said I was gonna go, and he hit me up, and he was like, "I've never been skiing uh, on the West Coast, and like, you know, huh. can I come?" And and you know, he and his other friend uh, Eric came out, and uh, we skied together. Like, he's a ski instructor. He's like an actual seriously. Like, yeah, like the guy who makes the weird noises in the car videos was skiing down the mountain in front of me backwards, going, "Keep your hands further forward," like and, <laughs> and like helping people. Like uh, we got off the chairlift, we did a couple like runs together, and we got off the chairlift, and like uh, someone fell, like not me, like some other lady, like fell yeah. over, and. You, you know, you know, an instructor like he did that, like that super fast, like uphill duck walk scramble. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah, always yeah. tell how good a skier is by how fast they can go uphill on skis. Like mm-hmm. that's the primary right indicator, skis, right? right? And so this guy, this lady fell over, and he was like, <laughs> just like Usain Bolt on skis. <laughs> trying to help this person up and this person's like who are you weirdo get away from me and he's like let me help you yeah. and I'm like yeah. and uh <laughs> you're standing there watching going okay but no like All he right. was it was just it was odd cuz i mean he on the one hand you know he he happened to be a very good skier uh but he also mm-hmm. like he'd never been at altitude before and like us mm. you know us west side people like we know how to deal with altitude you know, it's yeah, not yeah, really yeah. a big deal to me to be at eight or nine thousand feet. Like I'm up in the canyons at five thousand feet, like every weekend. And so, oh, sure, yeah, sure, but sure. the altitude, like he was this like amazing skier, but after like an hour on the mountain, he'd be completely dead and like be like I can't Destroyed. feel anything. And I'm like, oh, you. 
<laughs> but it was it was that is interesting because i mean we're living at uh, about six thousand feet now yeah. so you know that we're, we're even less affected yeah. than we used to be you guys and are i can only monsters, imagine i mean if he's skied on the east coast oh yeah. my god dude you if you either of you showed up at, at killington in vermont you guys would both be like johnny mosley <laughs> doing backflips <laughs> like you know but um but the snow oh, in mammoth this week oh my god the snow is it was incredible I, you know, I'm sure yeah. it was amazing. It's been yeah, incredible well, here. I mean, it's been better than it's been. I mean, I, I've been in Utah six years now, which is shocking to think about. And this has been by far the best winter. And uh, we had about 10 days where we didn't even see the sun. So, I mean, it's been crazy to – and, of course, I keep driving my rear-wheel drive sports car around in the snow. So that's on, always fun, On too, snow but, tires? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I run the FRS year-round in the Blizzaks. It's, it's ridiculous fun. It's the perfect situation where I have grip every time I want it and no grip at all when I want it. That's a really just, good explanation for that. I found recently because I've driven, I've gotten to drive like a variety of like rally cars, and and I've found that cars that have really good on road dynamics, you know, you put the right tires on them and you put them on loose surface, and they'll have really good dynamics on loose mm-hmm. surface as well. Lee Keen's like uh, rally nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. The, the dude, that thing. You've never seen anything that was as fun to drift. I mean, or as easy. I I, I drifted that thing through a tree lined forest on my mm-hmm. first go, really? and I didn't even think. Yeah, it was crazy how and that video is amazing. That video is awesome too. I'd yeah. love to drive that thing. It looks oh, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one of those at one point. Sorry, I, I forgot for... to tell you. I saw those Nokian Hakapalita tires on a Prius. I looked. Down. I can't believe you just Beast. announced that name and got through it. I, 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 I mean, that's good for you. Not Norwegian or Scandinavian in any way, but I, I know these tires just because you brought them up, and there they were yeah. on a Prius. And I thought, all right, at least you put winter tires on a Prius. Fine. Well, they're bound to improve anything, but yeah, well, I, those, I can't those even Those tires make sense in Utah. In California, like these these Michelin latitude ones are like mm-hmm. more. They're a little more normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're sort of oh, like totally. a. Uh, 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 an all-the-time tire that's good in snow. The, you start going Nokians, your car looks like a fucking sob from the 70s, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's amazing how many people in Utah don't do that. I mean, we beat on tires with the, uh, the podcast all the time because, you know, it's amazing here locally how many people don't even bother, and those are the ones in the ditch. And I'm there in my yeah. ridiculous orange sports car going, hi, you know, yeah. but anyway. No, it, it makes, the tire makes more of a difference than the all-wheel drive system or than the traction mm-hmm. control or than any of that stuff with these tires on the macon i mean honestly we were you know we were kind of messing around with it you know we were we were standing on the brakes and we were doing like launch control stuff i mean because i don't yeah, yeah you know i don't try to break it loose well we don't get to drive in the snow i mean do you know a, a, a privilege <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. the the the, uh, the uh, me getting to drive in the snow on snow tires is incredibly rare um mm-hmm. sure and yeah. uh and so uh, and 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 it was fun, man. It was tough to break them loose. You didn't even, you didn't even get into the traction control, really. I mean, and if you turned it off, mm. it was, mm. uh, it was, it was all kinds of good fun. But doing a couple, like we were doing some launches, and this thing, like Macan S, it launches pretty good, you know, in the snow tires. It was cool. That's nice. impressive. Yeah, when we, we used to go to Mammoth, we we never even ran uh, winter tires. We were always just doing chains because it just doesn't make any sense there. But here we have to have them. So uh, was this a press press car Macan? No, my housemate Nick. Um, has, oh, cool. has this, okay, this he thing, has yeah. Cool. So the the t- Michelin Gorgeous. sent me the tires. Um, I, I I I called them in a panic, and I was like, "Have you seen the snow up there? We need tires, so please." <laughs> what on and, earth? And uh, you know, they it. did. They sent me a set for for review and whatnot. And and I mean, you know, we we say the for review kind of wink wink because you know, I mean, read it, yeah. you know. Um, I, I certainly appreciate. You did some it. launch control with the tires. Dude, in the end, honestly, right? like, yeah, you know what? Um, 
I don't really know other than other than like buying them. I don't really know like what we'd really be expected to do. I mean, I think that totally I'd rather great. be yeah. I'd rather just them send me a set of whatever the tire is and let me drive on it on whatever a car I feel like driving it on than going on some type of an experience type thing where I'm away from home for three or four days. You know what I mean? Like send sure. me send me a set yeah. and I'll tell you what I think. Like and here's what I think: they're yeah. beast in the snow. They really they they were beast. So what else do you have going on in 2017? You have any other big uh, stuff going on? You're still doing one takes right yeah um um could you hear the enthusiasm yeah there? i could i was gonna say uh, yeah, how, how much longer are they ending there. next week what's going on <laughs> no you know it's 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 been a fun thing and i've gotten to meet a lot of really nice people and the internet's really mean to a lot of the people that come on my show and i I'm always feel terrible because that, in person yeah. there mm-hmm. i never have any of the experiences people are like oh that guy was a douche and like in person like i didn't think he was a douche at all i thought he was perfectly huh. nice and so yeah you know People yeah. are mean. I, I think it's great, and like the the, the the best part has been like meeting all these people and and uh, and and driving cars that are for the most part very good. Mm. You know, I've seen cars that even were kind of funny looking and looked off that were pretty that drove pretty nice, and, and there's a lot of pretty good backyard engineering happening, and and the variety is certainly uh, amazing. You know the. Um, the process of making it, you know, you guys make videos, you're, you're creative mm-hmm. people. So you must understand that the, the process of doing the same thing at this point, literally 400 times, mm-hmm. you oh, know, yeah. that, yeah, yeah. uh, that wears on you. And is that um, where you're at? Sure. 400 now? Is that your, yeah, I think it's, about your I think we've calendar. aired like, I think I've aired 300 and something, but I've definitely shot over 400. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. Is there an end in sight to these? Are you cutting I was, things off at some point? I was thinking 500 would probably be the end of it. I mean, you do anything 500 times, that's enough. Anything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You know, sure. I mean, and I, there's just, you know, and it's, I need, you need to exercise your mind. You know, if you, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you've clearly 500 times of anything represents what I will call a significant commitment to trying something. absolutely you You can say you've done that you know i I can say that i will i've done it i know what it's like and and i have an accurate and diverse set of of results for what you know the data looks like when you do it um but unfortunately you know i've we're finding that youtube it's is sort of changing around us um, mm-hmm. I think the the race to the bottom is becoming accelerated. Um, the That's a good way of putting you it. know it's people don't um, there's no there's no appreciation uh, and, and there's no monetary appreciation anyway um, for quality content and um, agreed totally agree yeah. Yeah, and so it's you know I don't know I'm not really sure what to do about that honestly um, I, I I suppose by putting out a lot of a very high volume of very crappy videos i've done my part to contribute to it so i you know to complain about a situation that i have certainly had a hand in creating uh yeah but you you and i talked about this a little bit before i mean to some degree you've you've cracked the way to be the vlogger thing which youtube rewards but yet be actually doing car reviews which is a really hard thing you know you've cracked that and I wouldn't, and, I wouldn't be able to do that though. That's like, that's not even really me. Like, that's like the mm-hmm. rabid enthusiasm of the fans, because I mm. only, I only had to ask for cars, like I only had to put out a hey, bring me your cars, 
Like I only had to do that like a couple of times. Like I only mm, had to mm. I only had to put out a call for cars, God, like two, maybe three times ever. Wow. wow. So That's you great. know, uh, every car I drive, you know, that isn't a press mm-hmm. car, I go I go out and get my own press cars, but every sure, single sure. other car that I drive somebody went out of their way to to bring it to me voluntarily. And I remember yeah. and, you had said you, know, you were pretty backed up at one point. Last, I think last time we were on your podcast, you were we just got to talking offhand about how far your reserve was, I yeah. guess. And <laughs> yeah, there was a point. How emails come in and yeah. just, you know, pushing people away at this point. Was, yeah. Was it well, now, exactly? now I'm pushing more people away. There, there was a point – uh, pushing people away is the is a bad description. I'll I'll explain to you really what I mean. There was a point when the the waiting list when I was scheduling like six months out. Mm. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. like it. I mean, imagine, imagine like I'm, which is funny. Like it's funny to me that that is was a situation that I found myself at the end of that kind of a line because yeah, yeah. I got to tell you guys, I don't know about you, but. I, hate lines, man. I won't wait in a line that's 10 minutes long to get in the coolest yeah. club in Los Angeles. Like, I am not mm-hmm. waiting in a line. And so the <laughs> fact that somebody would wait six months um, yeah, yeah, for, just to get their um, car featured. But, yeah, you know, but that's cool. Um, you said there have been cool, some cool it owners. You've gotten some cool stuff. Oh, and, dude, they've, they've all been cool. You know. I mean, you know, it's it's you get a huge spectrum of humanity, man. You, you People mm-hmm. are oh, yeah. different, and, you know, some people are very social and very uh, communicative, and other people are, are quieter and more reserved. And But people, you know, these, these people are driven. People, I try and I tell people not to drive here. Like mm-hmm. people are like, I'm from Seattle and I would like to feature, you know, <laughs> wow. and I, and I go, look, oh, I can't come to you, you know, and they'll go, oh, that's okay. Yeah. I'll drive to you. And I go, it's not worth it. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and I try that once or twice and, and inevitably they win. They say, no, I, I'll make a weekend out of it. I'll do whatever. I'll take sure. the kids to Disneyland and, and or something. And. And, uh, you know, and then they do it and they come from so far. Like it's, I, 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 I don't give them anything. You know what I mean? I can't, mm-hmm. I can't give sure. them anything. You know, someone in a comment on a video the other day was like, you know, you should really be giving these people merch when they come bring your car. And I go like, uh, if I started just, imagine I just gave something away. Like, you know, you talk, think about, I've, I've shot 400 videos. Imagine I gave yeah. away 400 yeah. t-shirts. It's like thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars in t-shirts. Like who could do that? You know, right. Right. I, I try yeah, and you're absolutely right. the best thing I could do is make, is make their experience when they hang out with me, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. pleasant and fun and interesting. And I, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to lie and say that I don't repeat stories from time to time. I have a bit of a greatest hits list that I tell these people, you know, who who come down. <laughs> sure. and, and sometimes there's new stories and sometimes there's old stories. But, you know, I do the best I can do is try and make their experience fun and positive. And, 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 uh, sure. and for the most part, it is. You know, for the most part, it's, it's great. Every once yeah. in a while, a car's not so good. And every once in a while... 
an idiot tries to lie to me or something and it you know and it doesn't really go well and it gets kind of awkward but you know i think for the most part it's been great and most people are willing to take a, a, an open mind and an honest look at their cars or uh, i'm willing mm. to to drive you know anything i'll i'll drive i'll drive almost anything like the only rule is yeah. you know i i don't want to have done it before so when you, when it comes to to circle mm. back to pushing people away I'm not pushing people away. I will. I'm pushing cars away. Yeah, that's um, a better way of putting yeah. it. I I, yeah. I don't. You know, and and uh, some of the commenters get really upset if I say things that are negative about a car. You know, in front of the owner, mm-hmm. um, and they say that you know I'm being mean. And I think I think most of the people who bring the cars know that that that's what I'm there for. And I may not like everything. And and yeah. I you know you still I'm nice about it. I'm not trying to to ruin their day. You know, it mm-hmm. is what it is. Right. Um. I but mean, I, as far as pushing people away, um, the uh, I, I've, I'm done with certain cars. There's certain cars. Yeah. There's nothing. I got yeah. nothing else to Ad say nausea. about an STI. Yeah. I got nothing else to say about FRSs. Sorry, Todd. I got no, nothing else to no, say about j- any Volkswagen. And there's no. <laughs> I've said every word I can speak about all the f- Volkswagens. I got nothing. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> well, you know, and there's a list, there's probably a list 20 or 30 cars long. And so, so sure. the, 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 the deeper I go down the rabbit hole, the weirder the cars get, um, mm-hmm. because ultimately I'm just trying to feed my own curiosity as a student. Um, sure. and I have to turn away a lot of, a lot of probably very nice people who have cars whose only crime is that I've done them before. Well, but you but you're talking about the cars that are the greatest hits cars that people like to buy and tune and change yeah. anyway, and so of course right. you're going to just run them into the ground. Well, and the other thing is, and, you know, yeah. after 400 cars, you got to do something. Yeah. Else. Well, a lot of people are like, "Well, you did this BMW with the JB4 tune, and I've got the Cobb tune, and you see, between mm-hmm. 4,000 and 4,200 RPM, <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, making man. two extra be- psi." And so you kind of have to be like, look, dude, you know, without without a Lamar winning driver and a stopwatch, nobody can yeah, tell the difference. Exactly. You know, I've driven like a hundred STIs. Come across. You know, like, here's what I can tell you about the Subaru STI. It doesn't matter what you do to the car; they all feel exactly the same. It doesn't matter if it has 350 wheel awesome. or 600 wheel. It doesn't matter what coilovers you have. It doesn't matter what exhaust you have or what ECU tune. Every STI mm-hmm. is the same. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, but see, the thing back to the owners, though. I mean, the thing that's unique about your perspective, and even we have this perspective a little bit, though we haven't driven the breadth of things you have, is that we discover so many owners when they join us for shoots that we're surprised by how few cars many of them have driven. Or, you know, I've had five GTIs, but never driven anything else. You know, there, yeah. there's a lot of owners where they just haven't had the ability to do a lot of breadth of cars. Yeah. And so I, I always find it interesting when we have owners join us. First off, I'm amazed that they hang out through a production day and at the end of the production day go, that was fun. I'm thinking, well, that just seemed like it would be boring if I were on your side, but I'm glad you liked it. So, you know, I mean, it's cool to, to talk to people about the other side of the equation. I'm just, hey, this car, I had a conversation with a guy the other day that drove, that drives a Golf R and he was talking about how much he likes the M2 and a GT350 pulled up and he was like, like, you know, wouldn't you rather have an M2 on a track than a GT350? And I said, well, hang on a minute. I mean, he had no idea that the GT350 was even like a good car that did corners. And I was like, come on, help me, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, no, I mean, you, if, that's, if it surprises you that owners have limited experience, what if you 
met with manufacturer sure. engineers yes. and employees that point. have very limited experience with other makes. I know some like lifers at some car manufacturers like I don't need mm-hmm. to drop names right now but like I know some guys who are very high up in in very mm-hmm. well-known companies who have shockingly little seat time in the and they and they 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 corral me at press launches and go sure. what was this car like and what was this car like mm-hmm. and what about this and what about this and they don't get to drive that stuff dude I went to the Corvette factory mm-hmm. in uh, Bowling Green and uh, you know there's like four people that build all the Z06 engines, just four, all yeah. of, like all the that. LT4s. It's like four no, people. Yeah, yeah, it's like four people. Like maybe six. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's a really small room. <laughs> Each person builds one engine at a time. Like you can't believe that for like General Motors, it's literally <laughs> four people. <laughs> and so I went in there. Like it, the yeah, the tour was like you know part of my Z06 mm-hmm. test, right? Which was at the track across the street. So I go there. And the people building these engines, and I'm like, oh, man, you guys must be stoked, right? How, how's the car? Because, like, I yeah. hadn't driven the car yet. And so, how's the car? It's got to be sick, right? And they're like, oh, we don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, we don't get any seat time. Come I'm like, on. You don't yeah. get any seat time? I was like, are you telling me that you build this engine over and over for, like, 12 hours a day, and there's, like, yeah. four of you, and you're building all the Corvettes in the world, and they don't give you seat time? I'm like, what yeah, kind of seriously. madness yeah. is this? Like you, there's a racetrack across the street. Like they don't give you like a couple of hours. Like you, <laughs> we should do this over lunch. Yeah, and I, I hear bet you. that's yeah. more prevalent than we think because I know manufacturers will buy other cars. They buy their yeah. their competition. Oh, yeah. tear them down. They drive yeah, them first. Ford, they no, have Ford does this. Is notorious for everybody. Doing this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Ford's done it for years. They buy all the competition, yeah. and everybody gets to drive it for a while. Inevitably, some idiot will crash it because they're not good drivers in some yeah. cases. The- but then they'll end up tearing yeah. it down and seeing how they did this and where the money went and all that kind of stuff. But you'd think it'd be more track time or more experience, but that's that's. I think some, some manufacturers do a, do a pretty good job getting their people mm-hmm. into competitive make um a ford actually is is one of them i you know i i hate to seem like a ford, yeah, ford fanboy but like you know i just happen to know that they they do a lot of competitive make stuff yeah. hyundai does a lot of competitive make stuff as well um and i think that actually they do a pretty good job of it i, I remember being on a hyundai the the, the azera the, i think it was the azera launch in vegas Okay. The, yeah. Az- I'm the sorry. Azera is well. It was Azera uh, second gen Genesis, and I went because this, they had to okay. stick them together because nobody would go if it was just the yeah, Azera. Yeah, yeah. You know, come. for a car that actually was a pretty nice little car, it is the most forgettable car. I mean, when was Completely. the last time you Completely. can recall yep. seeing an Azera on the road? And if you drove one, you'd go, you know, this yeah. is kind of nice. I don't see what the problem is, but um, yeah, it's just a forgotten. But they car. had yeah, like uh, a couple of. Audi A6s. Come to think of it, at the Ford Taurus launch, they had A6s too. The A6, like the base hmm. model A6, must be the benchmark for all of these interiors because that's what they had at all these, and they they would have a couple. Oh, uh, you yeah. know it. Because GM interiors have started to feel like that. You think, oh, that's sort of like the way Audi does it, and the the headliner. That's kind of how Audi's doing it now. And you, yeah, yeah. You a lot of them the are using that the same soft foam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ford straight up took the soft foam uh, from BMW. Like Ford literally took the E46 BMW <laughs> foam and then threw it everywhere in the Mustang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is what BMW. You was can doing see the exact moment it ago. happened. It happened in like 2010. <laughs> um, well, we should try to do. 
some card debates. We want to get you in on that. We've had obviously we have hordes of people that write in. We have far more of these that write in than we ever get to. We do three or four a week. So we want to have uh, we've we've given this to you as well. I mean, you can see how these emails come in. It's it's read the email and decipher where we're headed. I have such I feel terrible because I have such contempt for the people who write me asking <laughs> for car advice because most of them don't watch the review. Like they don't watch the like and and, and most of them don't watch the review. And in a lot of times, like. Mm. You know, I don't know mm. where everyone's from. I mean, you might be far from a dealer, and, and maybe people are and don't make that clear. But they go, oh, well, I'm thinking about this, this, and this. And I go, well, have you driven any of them? And if so, what do you think? And they just go, no. And I go, you, guy, guy, like, go, go drive something. You know, give, give, give me something to work with here. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, that's, that's the thing we encourage like crazy. And, you know, some people have harder, like you're saying, some people have harder times getting to dealers and getting those test drives done than others. But I agree with you. I mean, you've got to, hopefully you're doing the research and, and, you know, as many videos as you're making and even the stuff that we've done. I mean, that's a question I've asked people before of, hey, have you seen our comparison that you're talking about? You know, because what did you take from that? What was the car you thought was interesting? But uh, we've got uh, Brent writing in here, and he actually is looking for, he has a manual FRS. So look at that. I can relate. Uh, he had that for a while, and he got rid of it, replaced it with a 07 BMW Z4M, which is now starting to be a little bit of a money pit. So now it's the look for something new, and he's trying to stay under 55K. Has to be a manual transmission, even though this is mainly his commute car. So I think that's an interesting twist, that he wants manual and it's a commute car. Okay. So uh, he wants newer than 08. What I think is interesting, he wants something canyon-friendly, driver-centric. He did say when he was shopping, I don't know if you noticed this, Paul, when he was shopping for the BMW uh, Z4 to replace the FRS, he was debating between the Z4 and the Cayman. I noticed this. And he gives us a list of things. You went with why why is he not immediately going for a 911 at this point? 55 grand yeah, I buys you well. a ton of 911. No kidding. That's on his short I feel list. That, I, I, that's on yeah. his list, but he's got, what else, a Focus RS? Why is mm-hmm. a second-hand BRZ on this list if he's already owned an FRS and has 50 grand to spend? I don't, I don't follow this dude's logic at all, bro. Oh, I think what's happening not. there is he's thinking about, okay, I'm going to buy one no, for cheap, and I'm going to throw a bunch answer. of parts at it, which I don't think is the answer here. No. I don't think that's the answer at all. And, I, and I'm an owner that loves the car, but we talk a lot about there is a tipping point, I feel like, where now you've just spent enough, you should have bought a better car. Exactly. You should never modify yourself out of class. That is, I, that's a big mistake. I see a lot and, of modding yeah. out of class in LA. I can't tell you the number of hundred and fifty thousand dollar M4s I've driven. Right, and you know what's mm-hmm. you know what's better than a hundred and fifty thousand dollar M4? Anything that costs hundred and fifty mm. grand oh, brand yeah. new. Right. <laughs> totally agree with you. Right. Totally agree with you. No, yeah. we, we say that we say variations of that all the time. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think. And I say this as an FRS owner that's done some tuning. I don't think that's the answer here at all, but I don't feel like the Focus RS is the answer here either because this is a commute car that needs to be canyon-friendly. I will say this about the Focus RS. The Focus RS is wonderful if you live somewhere with smooth roads. If you live somewhere with good pavement, you will absolutely love the Focus RS, Mm. especially with the $3,500 Mountain B3 package that I have my car because it is a it is a monster. I mean, the car is a proper missile, um, but mm-hmm. it is very very stiff. And mm-hmm. if the road stinks, you're gonna really hate <laughs> yourself, um, as I as I do almost every day when I drive mine around. 
Yeah, the roads in L.A. are not that great, to be honest. I mean, we've driven a few, but yeah. you've got to seek them out. And then once you're there, it's great. But general commuting, that's that's not your My daily, focus is, is brutal every day. No, my focus is brutal every day. It really beats me up. Um, and uh, wow. and yeah. so I don't. it's not that I have, like, buyer's remorse about it because, you know, I, I do spend a fair bit of time in the canyons. So I really – and mm-hmm. I really do enjoy – um, the time that I spend in the canyons and I drove it uh, yeah, to Big Bear it. and it was great at that and it, you know it's certainly I every time I park it and I walk away I look back at it every single time do you? I mean it, it passes <laughs> that go. test and, I, and I, I tell you I'll tell you a Golf R does not pass that test ever um, and so it does that we had somebody else uh, by the way who is written who has an RS and he claimed that the interior bits were rattling and it felt like too many Creaks and rattles and squeaks. You know, have you had that experience with your car, or is that is that an anomaly? I'm just curious because my car just crossed. Uh, my car just crossed five thousand miles. Okay, and I uh, and it, it has actually. My car is my seat is squeaking. Really? Um, and yeah, and it's squeaking. The seat <laughs> rail is squeaking. I've got a rattle behind the seat belt. As a Yuck. matter of fact, Yuck. and. Uh, and uh, there's the leather on the seat, like the um, the portion of the driver's seat um, that that is up against the center armrest. Okay. You get yeah. you get a little leather on leather, and so it goes yeah. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You go over bumps, yeah. and it drives me off the f-ing wall, man. <laughs> and um, and I, I'm I'm actually no, I'm 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 a light, I'm a little bit annoyed with with my seat. It, it, my seat is squeaking. So, this is person who talked about interior, um, interior. The, I'm telling you, when the car was showroom new, I sat in and I went, "Yeah, this is forty grand." Mm-hmm. And, okay. And now it's got five thousand miles on it on pretty brutal garbage LA roads. Right. Yeah. And I'm yeah. and I'm getting some rattles and I'm getting some squeaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yep. too bad. Seems, uh, well, yeah, I feel like the. He's so brought up the M2 here. I feel like that's uh, that's a viable option. I, I agree with where you started, though, Matt, because he, he mentions 911, and I'm sorry, but 997, you've got options. If the, the M2 is pretty rough, too. Have you guys driven the M2 yet? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you yeah. drive it on bumpy roads? It's pretty rough, man. On good uh, roads, not, it's nice. I mean, we've it's, got some it's, nice roads here, so not yeah. too many. I wouldn't say, you know, the expansion joints of the freeway or stuff like yeah. that. We haven't experienced that. I picked one uh, up I, at, uh, at Chicago O'Hare and drove it okay. uh, about 200 miles east across Chicago, around uh, the lake to Gingerman Raceway, did some okay. lapping, and then drove back. And on the racetrack, that car was beautiful. I mean, that is a beautiful sports car on the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And driving across Chicago, I just was just like, oh, my God, was it, it was rough. So I, oh, I've I become the- much more sensitive to ride quality, and that's why our cars like the 911 and the Cayman um, really mm-hmm. come in. I mean, they've got that geometry where that low center of gravity, like they use lightweight, low center of gravity and really good geometries to get that car to corner. Whereas yep. M car, the RS cars, the AMG car, you know, they start with what a parent company hands them and just makes it faster. Mm-hmm. So it's always mm-hmm. going to be stiffer and it's always going to be less forgiving. And maybe I'm just getting older, Ben, but I really feel like you got to start with these correct geometries and then you can have a car that really handles good um, without sacrificing that kind of ride quality and if the guy has had a Z4 and an 86 you know he's obviously okay with a two seater you know he should Mm -hmm. be buying a Porsche whether it's a Cayman or a 911 that's next in line for him for sure 
Agreed. Well, you know, we've gotten into tuning just a tiny bit with Todd's car, but you, of course, driven loads of tuned cars, as you've, ima- as you've alluded to. And we're not really into the tuning thing. We're, we're doing a little bit. We're, you know, a toe in the pool at best. Mm-hmm. But we've always been about just stock cars. Spend your money better. Go get something like a 911 in this case. Yeah. And get the thing that they've already figured out because more than likely you'll probably screw it up to the, you know, for worse. If you want to turn in a track car, there's plenty of parts to do that. Yeah, like yeah. Just a nice all around. That's the struggle Todd and I are always thinking. You know, we're talking to people and say, well, okay, yeah, it's endless world of tuning out here. You could do, I can make my house go fast if I throw enough parts at it. I can be faster yeah. than your car, but who cares? You know, it's it's about the car as well, designed. Well, it just kind of goes back to the, it goes back to the tuning out of class mm-hmm. thing a at a certain point. It, you know, tuning you, out of class. I like and, that. And the, yeah, I come up with those sometimes. I, like I also came up with the Cayman complex. The Cayman complex is the reason no Cayman will ever be faster than any nine eleven. Okay, and that's yeah. a great one. Yeah, that's the right, Cayman right. complex. Um, <laughs> it's where and where any manufacturer neuters the smaller Limits. car so it yeah. won't intention. Yeah. yeah, like the BMW one uh, uh, M would be another mm-hmm. example of the Cayman complex where it wasn't faster than the M three, but with a blue, some computer work, it was like you know fifty extra yeah, horsepower. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I always, you know, the you should. I'm not anti-tuning, but like I've kind of found with all these modified cars that like it's really best to get like as close as you can get from the factory, and then just like little tweaks as needed. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to fundamentally change the characteristic mm-hmm. of a I car. Totally agree. Yep. You know, you know, unless you're talking about swapping an engine, and and if you're talking about swapping an engine, like I'm not going to help you. Like you're you're on you're on your, you know you're pretty committed. Yeah, at that you're, point. you're dedicated my, to the my platform. Practical advice. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, I was going to say one actually- M for this guy for Brent too. I, that was on my list. One thirty five I. I even went to a wild card like a C seven Corvette. I mean, thank you. That was actually my primary yeah, choice for was not the C7 bad. because really? I think, okay. he, yeah, that was the one I, I really wanted to bring up the most because you know the 911 I think is a great choice for him. I don't understand why the Cayman's not on the list, but when I look at his progression, you've got the FRS, okay, front engine long hood. You've got the Z4M front engine long hood. If we're moving yeah. up from that, yeah, he likes front engine cars. I, I go huh? to C7 Corvette. Get yeah. that guy. You're well within the budget of that car. I think he'd thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Easy. Can you? Is there cash on the hood right now in Vets? Can you get a Don't brand know. new Z51 car for under sixty? I wouldn't grand? be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because you with us. Have you ever driven a non Z51 C7? Like you want you the Z51? Z51 is yes. yes. about the best money you yes. could spend in, on uh, on any one factory totally option agree. in totally the world agree. right yeah. now. For fifty five, except for the Starfield ceiling in a Rolls Royce, <laughs> that's the best, <laughs> which costs the amount of the entire Corvette probably. But yeah, if you're going to modify your car. Everyone, yes. Forget everything you're thinking. It's the roof. It's the star Starfield roof. Oh my God, the star! Have you ever, you only you make fun. <laughs> I guarantee bit. you, you get in a you get in a in a Starfield ceiling, my friend. Let me tell you really? something. <laughs> you you recommend be, highly, then. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, some some of that helps Brent yeah. in there. We should probably move on to Juan Diego, who wrote in as well, writing in from Connecticut, and he is currently in an Impreza. Two-liter sedan with a CVT. We're all sorry, JD. That's We're all not really going to be okay. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got thirty bucks, thirty thousand dollars to spend. Not thirty bucks, thirty thousand dollars to spend. What I think is interesting here is he really wants a manual and has no experience with a manual. 
So he's looking okay. for a car that he can have as his first fun car. He's getting out of the Impreza, so he wants it to be fun. He also wants it to be a manual transmission he can just drive and enjoy and get good at. I love that you want to do that, J.D., so that's very cool. Yeah, great. And he has his usual suspects list as well. And guess what? The 86 uh, group is on this list as well. He's got that. He's got the Miata, the Golf GTI, the WRX, so stepping up the WRX platform. Uh, and then the Mustang and the Civic are his list. Some of these I like, some of them I don't, but I'm curious what you guys are thinking. I've seen a lot of S2000s around lately for like 20 grand. It seems like for some reason new-ish or you know, super low-mile Honda S2000s have now flooded the internet for wherever they were oh, is ever, did, You know what happens? It's like one or you get one or two big sales of a couple of real cherry ones, yeah. right? You, you know, this? you get a couple bring it's one on bring a trailer goes for like forty. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then every and then boom, everyone hits the market and they're all done. We saw it uh, a couple of years ago at Pebble with Toyota two thousand GTs. Remember the first oh, yeah. one oh, yeah. hit a million yep. bucks, and, they, and then it was two years later because everyone got their restorations done. And then two years later, there's like six of them, came, and now they and they now they're down to six hundred. They came out of the woodwork all of a sudden. You're right. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. I was just trying or to think. Or air-cooled of, 90s Porsches from Japan right now. Seriously. Yeah. They're all coming over. Uh, Yay! Yeah, great, great. Yeah. That's what we needed to keep the prices of Porsches going. Sheesh. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of manual transmissions that we all love rather than a year range for JD, rather than uh, you know newer, older, whatever. I was just focusing on what's fun to drive mm-hmm. with a manual transmission. S2000 stands out for me. Your car, Todd. Yeah. I mean... We yeah. can all debate the dynamics, fast, slow, that kind of thing, but it seems like just the enjoyment of driving a manual, I'd almost go mm-hmm. for a lower power car, like he's suggesting here, to just extract I've got, out of uh, I've got right now in the garage the new um, the new Civic with the turbo and the manual. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's got some, it's got a really fun colored paint on it. You can see on my Instagram, I've got it's like a it's almost like an Audi Nardo gray, but with a little flake and like a mm. hint of blue. It's actually really? That's cool. it's like this that off grays are so hot right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like the opposite and, of your RS with the gold flake. Yeah, yeah. Metallic. It actually looks really. It, I got to take a picture. You just reminded me. Parked next to the RS, it's like wow. It's like <laughs> there's fun colors happening there. <laughs> That's um, cool. Especially in, because my girlfriend uh, Hannah has a a Volvo wagon that's bright red. And so literally like there's there's all kind of fun cars happening in the garage right now in color. <laughs> um but the Civic so it's it's one of the easiest cars like tomorrow I'm teaching Hannah to drive stick on it like Serious? the new mm. Civic manual is like this one I have is like twenty two grand, but it's got like no options. Like the radio stinks and it's got no leather, and the the leather in the Civic Touring is really good. Mm-hmm. If you can get a Civic Touring with a manual, that's going to be the one to have. Um, hmm. But uh, it's like one hundred and eighty horsepower, and it's you know it has um, it's not a lot of frills, but uh, but as far as learning to drive stick and uh, you know practicality and fuel economy and stuff like that. Um, it's it's quite a bit of a car for twenty two. I like grand, that. I think. You know, if you're teaching somebody to drive stick, get a press car. So if the clutch burns up, we yeah, care. We yeah. just sort of hand it back. Oh, dude, right? this and the Civic. This Civic has like the heaviest flywheel on the planet. It's <laughs> right. like driving stick for dummies. It rev hangs like crazy, huh? but for someone learning, like it annoys me. That's like a good you know, thing. I want There's my I want my manual car to like rev up like a leader bike. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <Right>. like. <laughs> But that's not what uh, a beginner needs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that'll be perfect for teaching. I mean, that's the thing about the, the GTI that he's got on here. 
look, we like the GTI. We we talk about the other cars being more fun, but we like the GTI. It's you know the perfect all arounder. You know we generally prefer driving the stick version of the DSG. However. Other than being a very easy stick shift to drive, I would not put that on my list of great stick shift manual transmissions. Volkswagen stick shifts are average at best. I agree. There's some company, and I want to say it's probably New Speed, but it might be someone else that makes a pretty decent short shift kit for them. But Mm. someone who's never driven stick before is not messing with short shift kits. True. I mean, um, I do find it a really easy manual to drive, and I think it'd be a fairly easy one to learn on. I just don't put it in my list of what are the ones that are great. That one doesn't rise to the top. So if we're talking about learning and having an all-arounder, I think the GTI stays. If we're talking about Fiesta ST on there. Too. I agree. The Fiesta ST is easy to drive. I can fit in it. I had that on my list as well. I think that is a fantastic one. If I was going to go all rounder kind of feeling and still stay fun, I think that Fiesta rises to the top pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I keep coming back to yeah. anything with a rod linkage instead of cable. You're yeah, going to get far true. more feel out of. And yeah. I think S2000. Todd, what is the 86? What is your car? Is that cable? Or is that a rod? I don't linkage? think so. I'm pretty sure it's 86 a rod. Is a, 86 is a rod. Yeah. yeah. yeah See, that's sure the All the front wheel drive stuff is cable, but yeah. the yeah. most rear wheel drive stuff is yeah. rod. Yeah, generally and it's And it's surprisingly good. I mean, this is, the shifting feel on that car is actually surprisingly good. And I don't say that just because I own it. Cause I say it because that's one of the things I, one of the reasons I own it. I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah the, so. the 86 has a good shifter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's nice. Definitely. 86s do. Hondas have great shifters. Absolutely. Um, no yep. question. Um, the, top the, of the, list. the Fords are decent as far as cable shifters go. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mustang GT has a garbage shifter, and I mean real garbage. That Chinese MT86, uh, MT82 transmission in the Mustang GTs is a proper piece of crap. And that shifter, <laughs> that shifter is really is really junk too. And you don't really notice it until you drive a Shelby with a Tremec, oh, and then yeah. you get back in the GT, That's a great and point. you go, what is this? Mm-hmm. That's and a great it's point. terrible. And so if he ends up with a Mustang, the the first mod, mandatory first mod, is the MGW um, complete shifter assembly, which um, makes that crappy Chinese gearbox feel <laughs> 85% as good as uh, the Tremec does. That's crappy funny. Chinese gearbox, that's a band name, isn't it? I think somewhere that's a that's band. That's a I'm great sure what they shirt play, right but, there, yeah. at least. It or, it's what, or it's what they lug their equipment around in. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> there it is. It, it's, it's, actually, it's actually a case size from Pelican, they, the, the crap, crappy Chinese that's gearbox. Right. That's actually one of their case sizes now. They're going to go away from alphanumeric. It's going to be great. That's right. Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, Todd and yeah. I got to talking about transmissions the other day, but they're all automatics, the ZF and Board Warner automatics. That are yeah. Good. But, but uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, JD, hope this helps you out. Uh, of course, uh, anything, you know, there's loads of stuff on the Internet about cars to learn stick on, you know, a friend's car, a $2,000 beater. But obviously <laughs> where we're going yeah. is something that's fun, still fun to drive and has good feedback in the shifters. So hopefully you – that's your takeaway here. I mean, you're going to have to go drive. As we always say, you're going to have to go drive a few of these at, on your For list sure. here. If you haven't, if you've given us this list and you haven't driven it, we say go drive it. So, uh, And I don't want to necessarily encourage anything that would be criminal or otherwise negligent. But <laughs> however, if, if hypothetically you were to live somewhere where there's Turo, <laughs> you know, your friend could rent a stick shift car on Turo. Yes. And I'm not suggesting anyone abuse any cars in any way, but if you wanted to try driving stick with a, before buying a car, 
that could be a way to try a couple of them. That's funny. And that is the difficulty. I mean, I will also say to JD, I mean, you've, you've answered one of the questions I brought up, and that is, does he have a friend or does he have a way to get into a stick shift car? Because I think that's key before he goes and drives the things he's considering yeah. buying. It's really hard to go do any kind of, do I want to buy this car if you can't actually drive the transmission at all? So we posted everywhere uh, for questions for Matt and for us, and you guys responded with massive, massive amounts of questions. I actually gleaned four out of here in an attempt to to wade through the monster list of questions on all our uh, social media places, but I don't know if there were any that stuck out to you guys. Yeah, I, I wanted you to talk about your car list here. There's people writing in and asking you about the cars in New York versus the fleet in L.A., and you kept the RS, all that kind of stuff. Somebody okay. else says, hey, what's your full car list? Has it changed okay. since we talked to you last? Well, first off, I'll plug my wheel well page. All <laughs> my cars are on my wheel well page. <laughs> we All you there have you to do is go to any search engine and type wheel well Matt Farah, and you will find pictures, uh, parts lists. Uh, in, in every case where my cars have been modified, I actually have links where you can buy I don't, I don't get a cut or anything. It's not like that. But, like, if you are interested in to what's in my garage and, and, uh, and how my cars have been modified, you can go on my Wheelwell page and you can see it. Um, and my Corvette is even still there, although I sold that. it. I sold yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you miss it um, at all? No. No. Really? I don't. <laughs> no. I, okay. I, had a, I had a good run with that car. Um, it, it is, a, it is uh, objectively and, and subjectively uh, a good car. Um, yeah. But I imagine you guys have driven your share of Corvettes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Isn't, isn't, yeah. Uh, isn't the best Corvette always the newest Corvette? <laughs> True. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, we've done a, we've done a, you know, we did the 50 years of 911, all those generations. We just right. did Icon, which is all the generations of the M3. Right. People have asked us to do the Corvette, and my feeling was, I don't want to do a bunch of cars where each one's just better than the last. That is a hundred percent true, sir. Every yeah. the the best Corvette is the newest Corvette, and so, uh, you know, it, it would be one thing if I was like one of your one of your people or one of my people that didn't have the kind of experience with the variety of cars that we do have. But we're not those mm-hmm. people. We do have variety of experience, and so, um, you know, uh, the Corvette. You know, I got that car when I was eighteen years old. I mean, you imagine that mm-hmm. that thing. That was the greatest thing, you know. Yeah. But my, uh, you know, I had it for 20 years. My tastes have evolved. Um, sure. You know, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, 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 a, a red Corvette, you know, with a super loud exhaust and isn't, isn't really who I am, um, anymore. Uh, and, and sure. so I had a good run, um, and it served me well. Um, and you know, if, if, if the, the time and the place were right and I had a big warehouse and I could have stuck it in a corner and driven it twice a year, I would keep it forever, and I wouldn't think twice about it. But because mm-hmm. yeah. at the yeah. end of the day, it's it's something that was costing me um, hundreds of dollars a month um, in storage um, just to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, how much are you going to spend a month to keep a $15,000 car that you drive three times a year? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what, sure. what's the point it's of that? It's turned into a car payment at that point yeah. if you're storing yeah. it for hundreds a month. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, hmm. You still have your Vanquish back east, right? Yeah. Does that have a, did, did you ever get a manual swap yeah. in that? Oh, yeah. That went back to England, and it's a stick shift now, and it's crazy. Um, okay. Yeah. And That's it's awesome. really a beautiful, lovely thing to drive um it's it's completely i mean as you can imagine change transform the dynamic of the car 
um, as well mm -hmm. as removed it from not only the aging curve but also the depreciation curve, um, which is which yeah, is sure. delightful. Yeah. Um, you know that could be one to keep for a oh, long time. Oh, it is. Oh, I it certainly that. is because this car, you know, this car is ex is exquisite in terms of how pretty it is. Um, the bodywork is, mm -hmm. is spectacular. I mean, it's a it's all it's it's not a full carbon body. The doors aren't carbon, and the and the um, um, the rear quarters aren't carbon, but, um, there's a lot of carbon on it for a, for a 2003, um, you know, and, um, wow. it, you know, it had a piece of crap gearbox in it. Um, actually that's not, that's a half truth. <laughs> it had a, it had the, the gearbox itself is a, is a Tremec T56. Um, but it had a, this like robot, you know, that controlled it, that had literally moved a yep, little, yeah, you know, shifter yeah. lever and, <laughs> yeah, and it yeah, was, yeah. a it was I suppose for the time it was kind of advanced stuff. Um, uh, but you know, that really, really did date the car. And so by, uh, by, mm -hmm. by making it a stick shift, um, you know, you solved that problem. Um, and it, and it is, you know, a V12 with a stick that looks like that. I mean, you know, what's better? No, I would say the only real downsides <laughs> are, um, the cost, uh, which is extraordinary. Um, at, at, at current, I mean, at current market prices, you know, a, a Vanquish is not a particularly valuable car, uh, right now. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's about at, yeah. at minimum cool, uh, right now. Um, actually I would say the DB7 <laughs> is at minimum cool. The Vanquish has about three more years till minimum cool. Um, and so, and so, but it's not worth, you know, a, a, your average Vanquish is only worth 65 or 70 grand. And so to, I mean, look, we're still talking about a lot of money, but relative to the brand new purchase price yeah. of $284,000, you know, that was, this was a, this was an Seriously, insanely yeah. expensive car when it was new. Um, it was more wow. expensive than a Ferrari wow. 550, um, at when it was, uh, when mm. it came out or a 575, which you could get with a manual. You could, you, yeah. You, well, this, that. this was came, this, the 575 was out when this was out. And so you could get a manual, mm -hmm, right. but it was, it was increasingly rare because the F1 gearbox uh, did get better. <laughs> Nevertheless, right. making it a stick, um, right. it's, it's stupidly expensive and it takes a year, but you know, is that you, but I'm glad that you like it that much. I think it's amazing. Is that the only car you have back East? Yes. Um, you know, okay. my parents, it's, it stays in my parents' house and my parents live there and, and my parents have mm -hmm. some neat cars too. My mom drives an F type, um, which is dope. Um, That's and, awesome. uh, and, uh, you liked that when you had the press car, we were yeah. over at, uh, Matt's place doing a podcast and he had the press car and talking about tunnels and V8s and that car. Yeah. My mom, my, my 60, <laughs> my 60 something year old mother does not have the V8. Um, she has a V6 S. She's a V6 hey, S. That's all good. Oh, it's Which beautiful. Probably about perfect. Better yeah. balance. No, right? that was like, uh, me and my dad went to Pebble beach together. We do like a father son trip every year and we went to Pebble beach, the, cool. the con, you know, for nice. the concourse week in 2014. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. we wanted to, we wanted to buy some, it was something about, something about being in Pebble beach. You're like, God, I want to buy a car, man. I'm ready. Like, yeah, uh, you know, I, I can't wait. <laughs> it like, kind of does that. I almost don't even want to go back to Pebble Beach until I just got like a stack of cash. Like I just I want to be ready yeah. to be, you know. Yeah. But we're not. You've got yeah. a transporter waiting for yeah. you. So when you go to the auctions or whatever you do, you just right, on the right. You know, and drive them home. And there's other. I mean, I learned some stuff. You know, there's a guy, there's guys who go to Pebble Beach like they're money guys. You know, and if they think you're good for it, you know, they'll front you up to like seven figures for stuff, like. Seriously. Oh yeah, All dude! I just I, cash. Ready dude, to my go. my boys went to these parties that were like 
like there's like okay there's like you know celebrity then there's like the Bruce Meyer collector type and then there's the there's right. a, a, a one of the judges they're all sitting at a table and then there's a money guy who like doesn't really belong but like if you huh. aren't pre-screened and you decide that week that you want to buy that Ferrari 330 GTS like he's got your money and he rolls up there with wow. like 10 or 15 million dollars looking to float people mm. Wow. Mm. Todd, I wonder if we've run into a couple of those guys because we got some business cars from a few guys a years back and it just seemed weird. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing yeah. here? Just on a pleasure trip? You just like cars? Or I'm looking yeah. at – it was some different titles. It wasn't venture capital. It wasn't investment banking. Yeah. It was just yeah. – Something different. I wonder if you and they I could be lo- guys, really could easily that. be loan sharks for guys who are bidding at Gooding. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. it's a very good point. That's fascinating. But anyway, the point uh, the point that- was we bought my mother the F type at at Pebble Beach. That was our that we wanted to leave with something. We didn't want to be selfish, and so the souvenir that we bought was my mother's <laughs> F type. Um, we brought you something from yeah. our trip, Mom, and it's a yeah. car. I love That's it. Great. Lucas wrote in on Facebook and asked something that, uh, honestly, only you can answer, I think, and that is, he said, you've driven all three, R32, 33, and 34 Skylines. Uh, I have. And it's only the 30, it's only the 32 that's viable for import right yeah, now, for right? Yeah, for the next, or is it no, for the next couple of years, it's just 32. So he's asking, is it worth waiting, or is the 32, okay. I mean, he's asking for compare and fair contrast. Fair question, fair question. And actually, before we move on, I feel bad, you know, I plugged my, like, Wheelwell page, but... Someone listening to this podcast in their car isn't going to go to Wheelwell. The cars in my garage right now are the Lexus with 950,000 miles, the uh, my Fox right, Body wow. Mustang project, uh, my Focus RS, which has been modified by Mountune, my girlfriend's Volvo mm-hmm. V60 Polestar wagon, and um, um, my housemate Nick's uh, Porsche Macan S modified by Cobb. That's the current the current lineup uh, at the moment. So uh, for those That's people, that, tasty. That's a nice yeah, no, list. it's it's slimmed down. You know, I, I sold three cars this year, so it's slimmed down. Um, yeah, I yeah, sold my DeLorean, I sold my Skyline, and I and I sold the the Vet in December. So anyway, to answer the gentleman's Sorry. question about Skylines, um, okay, I've driven them all. The thirty three doesn't do much for me personally. Although, okay. if you drive in all of them, the experience of driving all three of them is similar. Um, not identical, but similar. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The the um, they get you know more and more power, but it's easier. It's very easy and very safe to take an R thirty two and put R thirty stock R thirty four levels of power through it. Um, is very very easy mm-hmm. and very safe. Um, I would say that fundamentally they're very similar in how they drive. And if you want an R34, if the R34 was your poster car, but you don't want to wait, um, and you get an R32, you'll probably be very happy with it. Um, that is my hmm. my. I I hmm. wanted an R34, um, but I didn't want to wait eight years, and the R32s were legal, and I bought one, and I was very happy with it, and I thought that it, and yeah. I have I had driven the 34 beforehand. And I had I had never driven a 32 before I bought it. The one I bought was the first one I'd ever driven, and after I test drove it, I said close enough, you know, because I I had okay. I'd had the 34, and um and I uh, and I found it to be close enough. They are lovely, lovely cars. I mean, I you know, because I've got a 1988 Mustang, a Fox body, so my my car right, it's an 88, right. but my Skyline was a 90. 
let's say, c- contemporaries, right? We can call them contemporaries because okay. the Fox body was Absolutely. the same yeah. as mine in no 1990. Question. It would be representative of the model. Mm-hmm. The Skyline yeah, right. makes a Fox body Mustang look like such an unbelievable pile of crap. I mean, the Skyline really, <laughs> the Skyline well. feels like a spaceship. I mean, it really, you yeah. drive that car and you think about it being from 1990 and you go oh my god it feels the engine feels like mm-hmm. a like a BMW 335 engine it's a new one it's a day one mm. um that's it's amazing powerful cuz we were talking about uh, STIs yeah. and you know talking about anything you screw to an STI and they're yeah. all the same is the is that what you mean by driving experience and just the cars are just that good and so it kind of doesn't matter which one you well, buy the, is that what you're alluding to no no i mean look the R34 is the best one. You get the most power, you get mm-hmm. the best interior, and you get a six-speed gearbox. Um, those are important. The six-speed sure. is, is important. Yeah. You know, right. I, the 33 I drove had a six-speed in it, too, but I can't remember if it had been swapped in. And I, I'm, I may be, You mm-hmm. may be able to get a six-speed in the 33 as well. But the six-speed does help. Um, it, it, does, it makes mm-hmm. it accelerate mm-hmm. quicker, and it makes it rev a little lower on the highway. Um, I will say mm. that um, the 34 is the best. Uh, you know, I had my 32. I I sold it at a at a delightful profit. <laughs> Other yeah, to, to our yeah, friend Justin. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 Justin. Justin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he yeah, made yeah. me an offer I couldn't say no to, and <laughs> I hear he's happy with it actually. And and God bless. Um, sure but otherwise, I sure. absolutely yeah. would have kept it because that one was cherry. Uh, that was a that was a really good mm-hmm. car. But um, when the 34 is legal, I am going to buy another one. I'm going to buy a 34. Um, I just drove, I haven't aired the video yet, but I just drove uh, a stock R34. Stock powertrain, uh, coilovers, and modern mm. wheels and tires. And it was, okay. I mean, it was spectacular. You don't, you want to, you don't really? need, I drove they like a thousand good. horsepower Skyline. You, you don't want to avoid that trap. It's really easy to build yourself a $200,000 Skyline. It's really, you know, <laughs> right. you start yeah, getting right. these sure. rips racing engines from New Zealand and, you know, the, the stroker cranks Great. and all this crazy stuff. And, and you can get, go down a rabbit hole that is literally never ending. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah. but I think, um. These stock, the stock skylines are beautiful cars to drive. I mean, shockingly fast and competent and modern. Hmm. Um, especially the 32s when you consider how old they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you can, if you, if you're cool with the right-hand drive, like I think right-hand drive is a fun game. I enjoy right-hand drive, so <laughs> it doesn't game. bother me at all. It is a fun game. Yeah. It makes an otherwise mundane drive interesting. It sure. makes you have to think. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. It, 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 you have to drive. You, I can, you know, I can go into autopilot in a. F- P1, bro. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it, yeah, you know, driving on the other side of the car, you got to think a little bit. You we know, and that, that's that a fun game. The uh, Caterham 620R. So not only oh, was it sequential, oh, little... right hand <laughs> drive, you know, tiny car yeah. that it is, lightweight, yeah. mm-hmm. all this stuff thrown together all at once. And it kind of rattled and, you know, it was screwed together yeah. well. It, it, it kind of rattled? It, it was. Uh, <laughs> They're death traps, huh? <laughs> it was a you're constant rattle. It was amazing, but it was a constant yeah, rattle. Not yes. Kidding. Yeah. I, I drove a right-hand drive Caterham 420R in the UK, mm-hmm. and I hated it. And then I drove a left-hand drive Caterham 360R here in America, and I, I enjoyed it much, much more. Well, what do you think um, was the difference? I mean, besides power, but, you know, less power. You know, I don't know. I drove. think um, 
it was it was the, the it wasn't the power that bothered me of the 420. I, something about a car that small with right hand drive and it, it's it, I don't know I, I maybe I had an off day but it mm. it just and there's something about the pedal box as well that was different. Oh, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we almost had to take our shoes off. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't aired the video yet. We'll talk about it again. I, I got to rewatch the video because there. I, I, at a certain point in the video, we figured out what it was that was different oh, that I made see. it better. Okay. So, oh, cool. but I just I can't remember it offhand. Um, but uh, but this, to answer the man's skyline, so he'll, he'll be happy with an R32 if if he wants one now. And and if he wants to wait for one and build up some suspense, um, it, you know, it will <laughs> He'll be, be fighting the, the, you for an R thirty four. Yeah. Well, the juice will the juice will be worth the squeeze. You know what I mean? The juice right. will be worth the squeeze. Funny. That's fair. So, funny. Well, let's do another question or two, and then we'll we'll wrap this up because we're already at an hour. So. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Matt, anything on the list stick out uh, to you that you wanted to touch on? No, you guys, you guys, far away. You're the programming director here. I'm the guest. This is this is your gig. All right. Well, I've got one from from Twitter. Skunkworks on Twitter wrote in and said, "What's one major automotive trend we'd like to see more of, and one, one what's one we can't see die fast enough?" One we'd like to see more of, and one we can't see die fast enough. Um, I'm not sure why everything has to have a front quarter panel the exact same shape. Intake behind <laughs> I was the front say, wheel. That's a good one. A styling cliche. Even, and even if, it's, so even if it's not an intake, it just ha- so you have to have something there yeah. that has a corner. I yeah. just stop. I was I was gonna I was gonna say shredder styling. Shredder styling is not. I mean, is uh, you know, this Civic this Civic hatch sport I have right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's like even more shreddery than like a Lexus RCF, and it has like a third of the power of a Lexus RCF. Like you <laughs> sure need, you know what sure. I mean? Like you yeah. need a motor yeah, yeah. to pull off shredder style. Like, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not good, but the people should be able to say, well, at least it's fast. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're um, right. Fair. One well, trend we should see that, more of. Um, t- talking about things that that should die are stanced cars. <clears throat> oh, in my opinion. That's, that can't die fast. You enough. low. That's low hanging fruit. Come on, you could do oh, better than that. You're I'm, a professional, Paul. You don't need. <laughs> you don't need to pick on stanced cars. Uh, any other any other questions that strike you, Paul? Gosh, uh, so many. We've actually covered quite a few. Civic Hatch. We've covered. We have. Uh, we covered a lot. What of else? Them, yeah. Jaguar. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else? Uh, man, so much. Well, then, look, we're not going to cover the vast majority, but thank you guys for all the questions you've sent in. A huge thanks to Matt for being on the podcast. I actually have to say, somebody wrote in, I honestly don't know if it's a joke. They asked, where do I find Matt's podcast? Uh. And if you're listening to us, if you're listening to us, you may have found us because we were on his. But I do want to give you a second, Matt, to just give out all of the, all of the here's where you find me stuff. And I also want to rope into that question. Are you guys doing more uh, drive on NBCSN? Ooh, um, I am not sure I am at liberty to say uh, yes or no okay. about NBC, but... Okay. Let's just say uh, it is on the table. It's on the table. Delicate. No, it's on the table. We're not sure yet, um, but um, okay, um, great. But it, it's possible, and uh, and I'm fingers crossed because I, I, I do enjoy making that show. So NBC, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's happening just yet, but it's possible, and and and, and I hope so. And uh, 
And uh, so you can find the podcast uh, on iTunes if you're an iTunes user. And if not, um, shoutengine.com slash the smoking tire. Uh, we also post every episode on our Facebook and our Twitter. Um, and you can use uh, you know whatever podcast uh, platform you like to find us. Uh, also, uh, our videos on our YouTube channel. All, everything is the thing slash the smoking tire, right? So YouTube, mm-hmm. Facebook, that Twitter, Instagram, simple. Shout Engine slash the smoking tire. That's where you find everything. And yep. uh, new one takes every Monday through Thursday, fifty-two weeks a year at seven a.m. Eastern. Amazing. And um, amazing. That's really all I got right now, I think. And we thought we were busy. That's insane. A lot of videos. Uh, a lot of videos. That's crazy. Do you want me to like tease what one takes are coming up the next week? Do we want to do that? Absolutely. World sure. exclusive. Yeah. Okay, so we've got <laughs> Fry. Porsche 991.2 GT3 RS factory martini livery. Ooh, that's a gorgeous Very one. cool. Very cool. We've that got nice. a Honda Civic SI making 340 horsepower all motor. Mm, whoa. Um, we've got a modified BMW 435. We have got a uh, a couple of, couple of cars that were medium <laughs> boxes. We've got an RSX that was a <laughs> box okay. and a V6 Mustang that was a box. Uh, and then we've got uh, yeah that that's the, that covers the next week. Okay, very cool. Very nice. well, thanks for the tease on that. You've got some things. You've got some. Uh, you've got a tease yeah, of some things. And Matt, great. I have to thank you again. Uh, really, we've we've been on your podcast a few times. It's more than more than overdue for us to return the favor. And thank you for being on with us. Who's doing who a favor? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, all right. Hey, we're we're up there with your podcast as well. There's no, sure. There are no favors. There are friends doing each other's shows because that's what friends do. I agree with that totally. Appreciate it. Well, guys. uh, Thanks for having me, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Thank you for your questions. There were so many. We couldn't get through them all, obviously. But, uh, yeah, loads of stuff here. We've got films, Icon Film, with with the 1M and the M2 in it. So don't forget that. I've got loads, stacks of them, and uh, we're ready to ship those out to you. So don't forget that. Uh, In the meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Cheers, everyone. (laughs) 